Ladies and gentlemen, Damien Greathead here, and uh, welcome to episode four of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. I'm joined uh, by my co-host, Penny Breslin, sitting in San Diego. Penny, how are you today? I'm fine, Damien. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Um, I, I'm not quite sure when this episode will air, but how's tax season treating you and the firm? Um, we're doing pretty good. We had a very busy March, like everyone yeah. else. Um, it was, uh, it, considering COVID, it was our best month on production, even though we had were we actually have fewer employees. But many of the firms we've been working with over the years are adapting technology quickly, and so mm-hmm. we get to do more faster with fewer people. You know, fantastic. So, well, uh, folks, strategy in the virtual controller. Uh, what we're doing is Penny and I are sharing our experiences of, of working with accounting and bookkeeping firms around the world and helping them grow their business, scale their business, refine their strategy. Um, and it's built off that strategy in the Fat Smoker by uh, by David Meister, where he says um, we know what we should be doing in both our personal and professional lives, and we know why we should be doing it and how often we should be doing it. Figuring it all out not the difficult part. What's the hard part is actually doing what you know is good for you in the long run, in spite of short run temptation. So what we're really focused on is how do you day in, day out, continue to build your firm for the long run future success um, through our people, our, our clients, our technology, um, and the, the different strategies that we can deploy uh, to build the firm that you want. So, Penny, last episode, we talked about um, really digging into what it is you, the owner of the firm, do and don't want to do. And, and that's a really critical element because without that, uh, the team, whether the team, the client base, everything that that, um, that comes from it, they've got nowhere to go without that initial direction, do they? No. No, somebody... It's- it's like all things. Somebody has to take the bull by the horns, whatever metaphor you want to use. Uh, take you know, take the lead, uh, grab the football and run it down the field. Uh, somebody's got to be the boss. Um, we all live in this team building, and we have to build a team in this you know egalitarian dream of what we would like business to be. You have to have buy-in but there is somebody that has to be the visionary and and we've seen it in in a lot of the consulting work that we do where the actual um owner uh sort of takes this sometimes takes this standoff approach and and sort of expects the team um to be the ones that actually drive the change yeah i got an email on linkedin after that last episode and um it was a client that I wasn't surprised that uh, they had done this, um, but they had pretty much said, "We want to do this. We want to revolutionize our firm. We want to not stagnate. We're going to do things differently." And the partnerships just kind of went, "Okay, guys, make it so." And oh, okay, so stood stood on 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 high and said, "This is what we want to do," but didn't actually didn't actually drive any of the change. No, after did that. not drive it. Did not uh, just said, "This is what I want." Did not have any um, input uh, into how to get there. Didn't uh, just kept on saying, "I'm leaving it up to you." 
to their team and their team was like, you know, going, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so consequently, they sent an email after they heard that and they said, yeah, we thought we wanted, we had what we wanted, but, you know, nobody wants to cooperate. Like somebody's got to be the quarterback. Somebody's got to call the plays. Somebody's got, I mean, I don't watch football. I watch hockey. <laughs> but uh, even hockey has a captain. Um, even a hockey team has a captain. But somebody has got to, uh, To. you know, you can't, you, you've got to be open to change. And you've got to be open to the opinion of other people on the team. But somebody's got to start this and give it a structure um, and give it a, a a river to flow down. Maybe there's a bend in that river. Maybe there's a rivulet that goes off one way that all of a sudden grows into a lake. But somebody has got to get it started and oversee it and manage it and make it so. Um, you could- but Penny, before you, you're absolutely right, and, and you sort of said before you before we even bring in a quarterback, we actually need the entire reason for being. Um, and I think a lot of accounting firms fall into this trap that. Uh, they go into them, um, not go into them, but they start them and they grow quite organically and, and probably quite successfully as well. Uh, but at, at some point in time, there, there comes a, 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 an inflection point where the owner says, I want something different. Um, and it's it's one thing to stand on the soapbox and say, I want something different and, and here's what it looks like. But if you're not actually going to structure that, if you're not actually going to drive that, um, and and continue to to build that roadmap, then you're really setting yourself up for failure. There oh, are some some very big disappointments. I mean, you could you could kind of continue on. Um, you know, everything has a lifespan. We just have to admit that all businesses, all humans, all life on this planet has a lifespan. And you start young, you grow strong. And then you start to settle in and slow down. Um, And sometimes settling in and slowing down is okay. I mean, if that's what you want and that's what's making you happy and you're comfortable with that, then there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nothing, Nothing whatsoever. But if you do want something different, and if people in your firm want something different, and if your clients want something different, then it's okay to make that change. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen without somebody taking the bull by the horns or the reins or the hoss and driving that wagon, whatever. It's not going to take, it's going to take a damn rocket ship. Um, it's, it's, it, it needs somebody driving it. It needs somebody to, to, to pick, stand up and say, okay, I'm going to take accountability here. And so in, last, in, in the last episode, we, we, we had listeners, pen and paper, list down all the activities that they as the firm owner are undertaking, both as, as the firm owner and as the firm. And what we were asking them to do is we, is we wanted to then, in a, in a um, traffic light situation, green we want to keep on doing, yellow we, we recognise that it's probably a, a, a requirement, a necessary evil, but then red we want to stop doing. And, and now it's the time to take that, take that exercise, take that chart and compare that with, with our fellow partners. 
Uh, if we're a sole operator, it's time to present that to the team to sort of say, here are the things that we want to keep doing. Here are the things we know we 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 need to become more efficient at. And here are the things we just don't want to do anymore because there's not enough hours in the day, not enough days in the year to get it done. Yeah, and life is short. Uh, but also I think that not just, I think that once you decide what you want to do, if you're the partner owner or you're a group of partners who've come to this conclusion, depending on whatever, regardless of the size of the team is, now ask the people that work for you. Mm-hmm. Ask them, is there anything in, how do you, here's, make your list. Make your list of the things that you do for us and make your reds, yellows, and greens. And yep. do it separately. Go off by yourself and really serious. And you've got to give them, this is where the humanism part of it comes in. And, and, and you have to be, the, the more technologically advanced we become, the more we have the need for uh, fantasy and humanism. It's, it's from Star Trek. <laughs> Anybody who's watching, okay, I'm a tricky, but uh, there was uh, a planet where everybody were, had their own personal vacation. Anything you thought became real. So just don't think about that tiger walking down the street because there'll be a tiger walking down the street kind of thing. And uh, don't think about Alice because next thing you know, there's going to be a rabbit in a waistcoat coming by. So anybody who's watched Star Trek knows the episode I'm talking about. And uh, surely. Anyways, you, you have to first imagine what you want and then allow everybody in your company the same space and freedom to be open and to be free with their thoughts. And they can openly say they don't like doing something without any repercussions. Everybody has- And what I think is really important there, Penny, is, is this is a structure to, to facilitate this strange, uh, this change process. Because the email that you were talking about, it, it's basically the owner got up and said, I want to do things differently. Now over to you to work out the details. Whereas what, what we're saying here is we're actually giving people a structure to, to, to have this dialogue and, and a safe space, if you will, to have this, to have this conversation, to put up um, on, on the board to say, here's what I hate about my job, chasing people for money, or trying, to, trying to schedule appointments, um, tax, returns on the, the tax, tax returns on the 13th of April. Or, yeah. or, the fact, or the fact that you threw this at me on January 1st. And you didn't, you know, it's like, guys, why do you decide? I'm sorry, I'm going to be on a little soapbox here. But do you know how many times I get these emails in November and December that say, we want to change our workflow tasking software? What do you recommend? Or we're going to, we're going to, we're going to become a firm of the future now. We're going to do it. And it's like, you go, it's like, uh, it's, it's November. 28th. Did you just wake up from a turkey haze <laughs> and just like go, oh, I'm going to revolutionize my business about six weeks before tax season begins, knowing that on December 15th, everybody's going to check out anyways because of the holidays. And lo and behold, April 15th comes around and you go, God, we did the same damn thing again. Oh, well, we better get back to work. And I think that's one of the big, uh, that's probably on, on a couple of team members charts as well is, is just the new applications that you keep throwing at us with that, with no explanation as to why, um, we seem to be adding more and more applications, but not necessarily no facilitation, you know, you know what, send your team to these conferences. If not bring somebody, every one of these apps would be 
happy to provide somebody to help train your team. Let everybody know about it. You never know until somebody sees it. And oh my God, that's the other one I get is, well, I don't know. I talked to one of my bookkeepers and they said that that online cloud accounting system is dragging, you know, and I go, yeah, when was the last time they looked at it? Mm. And really, did they say that to you? Or did they say that so you get out of the hair and stop asking them the question at the same time that you handed them 20 tasks to take care of the old way? <laughs> so, I mean, be realistic. If you are yeah. going to do this, what choose when? Um, one of the examples I, I gave uh, in the book was I, I listed side by side two different firms. And which one do, do you want to work in? Uh, a firm similar to what just you saw in that email or this other firm that we work with that was of, you know, three offices, um, employees scattered across the Eastern seaboard. Um, she goes out of her way to make sure they go to training. She goes, she gives them a one week retreat as a company. They are allowed to bring their spouses. Um, but they go to a destination and they spend two or three hours a day working on the company, working on the idea of how they want this firm to play out, what worked last year, what didn't work, what tech, new technologies have we discovered, how can we incorporate them in, and, they, and then the rest of the time they play. Because I'll tell you what, when you're thinking that hard and you're giving that much, you need space to think about it afterwards and then come back the next day and go, yeah, what we talked about yesterday. And by the end of the week, she's got a cemented, team that will do anything for her and but also penny if i if i remember you, you you were sharing that story on one of the earlier episodes but also she takes some time to think about what what are my guiding principles yes. this year what are the things that i want to work yes, on so she's really driving that yeah. the one and what's then a year yes purpose. yeah so i mean you in and in this case she made a concerted effort to say, I want to own this many locations. I want to have this kind of profit in my company. And I want clients that look like this. And she said what she discovered was she needed to get people on her team that agreed with her on that vision. Um, mm. And she left a partnership, a very successful, long partnership, because that other person didn't have that same vision. Um, and that's okay to go different ways because you have different visions. Yeah. That's okay. And 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 I think and if there's someone listening, it's still good friends. I mean, you know, work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we do work for both firms, and we've got a couple of clients like that. And I think we're going to be interviewing some of them later on. But it, it's giving, like, you have to give yourself space to figure out what you want. Give your team, give the people in your office the opportunity to become a member of that team, that vision, and that team that's going to build that vision. Give them the opportunity to feel comfortable about it um, and encourage them to be free with their opinions. And, and, and all, I also encourage you to uh, not just do this with your accounting staff. Um, do it with everybody who works for you. 
Uh, yeah, Penny, I've seen I've seen it work quite well where we've actually set up, this is in a larger firm, I think there were 10 to 12 employees, but we set up committees because what happened was when we did the, the traffic light exercise, you would see that obviously the, the team on the administrative side, a lot of their reds and yellows were administrative functions, setting up appointments, chasing, uh, ch- chasing partners for invoicing, chasing clients for payments. So a lot of the, the administrative function, that was what was in the yellow and the red. Uh, same when we looked at the bookkeeping team in the yellow and red were a lot of the the administrative manual tasks associated with the bookkeeping. And so the initial thought was let's get rid of bookkeeping because a lot of people are, are saying we don't like bookkeeping, but the partners had recognized that that was a, a, a huge revenue opportunity for the business. And so then they had to work out how do we actually take uh, this function and how do we make it uh, get it into the green? Um, and what we found in doing so was there was a lot of manual tasks. There was a lot of waiting for clients. There was a lot of chasing of clients and there was a lot of manual data entry and a lot of applications sort of stacked on top of each other without really much thought to the integration and to the flow of data. Uh, but the committee was the bookkeeping team and the administrative team. They were then responsible to go out and find what is the ideal situation to facilitate this? So rather than the partner top down saying, you need to use this, you need to use that. I was just on a webinar that was showing this, the, the, the committee was empowered to, to build the technology stack with the, the core um, goals and objectives that were, that were laid out um, by the leadership of the team. So I think a committee approach with the, the relevant team members is a really powerful way of, of dividing and conquering but then also empowering the team because uh, if, if they're the ones that are putting this solution forward, then they're the ones that will also be driving the adoption. Yeah, and, and, and understand that once you get a committee, say you do that committee with administrative and bookkeeping, um, you know, bookkeeping is a loss leader. <laughs> and so we do the bookkeeping so we can have clear understanding of the client's story and the client's nuances. And then that then leads up to other aspects a firm might have, like a f- getting around to doing um, more tax planning in mid-year rather than on a crunch at the end, uh, doing uh, maybe wealth management, doing, uh, I don't know, other other advantageous value-added um, non-compliance work for the, for the company. But it all starts with understanding the story, and the story is a combination of what's going on in their month-to-month books and the amount of information that bookkeeper and that administrative staff picks up because they're the ones who are directly communicating with that client. And what's the nuance of the story and do they feel comfortable sharing that? And it's if you can get people out of their silos and say, look at, I'm giving you, I'm opening up the environment to sharing. I am allowing you folks, because it's really hard. It's really hard. Every there's in, in the, historically, this has been a, a a a framework of everybody's in their own silo. This is my client. I have to control every aspect of that client, all communication, everything. But it's just too much. It's too much. It, it's especially in the United States. Um, one of the things when we did, we found out when we were working with a a, a firm out of the country who. It was an app developer who they had an app. They wanted to bring it to the United States. And they asked my uh, QA teams to go in and kind of re 
imagine the UI UX for American English and American um, wor- uh, compliance that it would have to deal with. And their, their comment over and over again is, when do American bookkeepers and accountants ever get the time to sit down and learn anything new? It seems like every time you turn around, you guys have got some kind of compliance or some kind of regulation that has to be dealt with that is critical and is always leaving you in a crunch time. And that is true. So, you know, one of the things about that, that one um, client I was telling you about that takes her team on retreat, she removes them from their environment completely and puts them in an extremely relaxing, open, easy environment so that allows them to expand, to think about things, to discuss freely from the tax return specialist to the bookkeeper to the administrative staff that is answering the damn phones because they're all there. They're all on that on that retreat. And it doesn't have to be a week in the Bahamas, but I mean, it can, just taking them out of their element and letting them just be humans with each other and discuss things and learn about, you know, bookkeeper, I just don't want to call the client. I just don't want to. Well, why can't the administrative staff do that? And why can't you get somebody on your administrative staff who maybe understands technology, likes technology, and will teach the client on how to use the app? Because you could get you to use it. You could get your bookkeepers to use it. The bookkeepers to decide they want to use it, but now get the client to put their part of the equation in. You know. Um, well, I think that's an important so part, Penny, because, it, again, the client if, if we go to the – well, not not necessarily the, the everybody's role, but also everybody's strength and and because remember back in the day that you needed to work on your weaknesses and all that type of stuff. We don't have enough time for that. Um, focus on what you're strongest at. Focus on what you enjoy the most doing, and then who knows? There might be someone in your firm that loves the client interaction. There might be someone. They might have have a, had a, a teaching background that would be the perfect trainer. Of, uh, of of the team, so have a look at those tasks and realign the, the 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 tasks and activities and functions in your in your firm based on the the profiles of the people in your firm. But ultimately, there's <laughs> everyone's going to have some red. How do we get the red done? Where the, the the red stuff? What do we do with the red? Red stuff. You a lot of times, uh, especially if it's very compliant and very. Um, repetitive, you could, you're probably going to find an AI program to take care of a lot of that mm-hmm. uh, and utilize the technology. And the next thing is to offset it, offset it to outsourcing. Believe me, uh, people that hire us, they, they freely admit they've given us work nobody else in the firm wants to do, and we are happy to do it. Um, and for us, that's a lost leader too. Uh, but also going to a, another accounting firm or bookkeeping firm and saying, Hey, look at, uh, these are our clients. This is an aspect of what we do with them that we don't enjoy doing. You promote yourself in this particular area as enjoying to do that. Would you take it on this aspect and work with us? Like you would with me as an outsourcer, it can be onshore, it can be offshore, it could be in the in the building down the hall, it could be somebody on the other side of the state. But in today's world, with 
you know, constant contact and, and, and the ability to, to, to be connected virtually, you don't have to, you can find somebody, even if it's not in your office, you will find somebody who wants those reds. You will. There are yeah. people out there that just like doing one thing and are happy and they all want to do that and they get up in the morning and they have their life and then they spend a couple of hours. And the thing is, they don't probably don't even work eight hours doing that one thing, but they do it so well and they do it so quickly and they're so happy to do it because the rest of their life is what they want it to be. Just find somebody like that. This is a, this is a different world now. We have to think about, we don't have to, but it behooves us to think about, you know, what do we do outside of working? Because it adds to us, it adds to our ability, and it adds to our, uh, our, uh, our ability to do a better job when we're happy on the outside uh, of that job. And it's the same with our clients. The other thing, too, is when you do this, when you do this for your own firm, you can then go and do this for your clients. Because I can guarantee you, and I've said this before in every little podcast, the clients are experiencing the same drivers and the same fear of change and the same need to change or die. You can do this. You can do it for yourself. You can then do it for them. But Penny, I think also, I mean, it behooves us to to have a life outside of work because I think that that does make us much more well-rounded individuals. But but I think it's really important. Uh, and I was um, reading "What Color Is My Parachute" or something along those lines. And and the 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 worst uh, saying or the worst phrase in a in a work environment is "Thank God it's Friday," because isn't that sad that Monday through Friday we're just waiting for the the end of for the end of the week. Um, And so that's something that I think we've really got to be thinking about as business owners is giving our people purpose in their day to day, Um, making sure that their skills are developing, they're learning new things, they're, they're actually doing what they enjoy doing and growing as individuals Monday to Friday. Uh, because I think that will will also make them um, uh, f- far better contributors to the firm, to your clients, to to your community. So I think that's again going back to what is understanding what it is our team members like, dislike about their day to day, and then working out how to get it done. Um, and I mean, I think even this even small sole practitioner type, you know, three to five person firms. There's no reason that with an outsourcing team like yours, they can't be a full service firm. Maybe not the audits, but that they could be providing everything from fraud examination all the way through to, to QuickBooks conversions uh, with the right with the right resourcing. Um, there's no reason why the, a firm can't be providing a, a full suite of services um, with the right resources. If if you want to do it, you can get it done, and um, you got to remember you're a leader at this point. So you have to schedule time on your calendar too to be that leader, because you can you can't just do this one day and assume it's going to just continue. It's a constant tweaking. It's a constant reminder. Humans are humans. We all fall into uh, ruts. Some of us fall into ruts, like I say about one of my kids. He'll find a rut and he'll put furniture in it. <laughs> 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 and 
love the guy to death. He's a sweetheart, man. I got to tell you, dependable is all get out, but it's so different than me with my suitcase packed at the end of the bag. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Let's go, 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 go. He's just different. But you know what? He's also the most dependable guy in the neighborhood. Everybody's always calling on him to do something because that's the kind of person he is. And so, you know, you're going to find people who are in that, that like that. There's nothing wrong with it. It takes all kinds to make this world and there's nothing wrong to do that. But if you find your company overall is putting a rut down and putting furniture in it and they're sticking with old technology and they're sticking with old processes, even though they, you say, we want to implement this new technology, but they don't change the process, you, you're still in that rut. And that, that may not be where you want to be. And it's going to take effort. It's going to take revisiting like this company does once a year, like that other company that says we have a new purpose this year. And that is going to be our driving thought in front of us all year long. You're going to have to revisit this. It's not a one and done. Yeah, it, it's it's very much a case of um, constant, never-ending improvement. And it's, it's actually small wins. Um, and I remember at Receipt Bank, uh, Alexis, our, our CEO at the time, he said, um, on a Friday, instead of thank God it's Friday, he said next week we get to do it all again, but just a little bit better. And I think that was really helpful in in terms of we didn't need to. And again, our sporting analogies. I'm an Australian using uh, baseball analogies, but we don't need to hit home runs. It's 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 the singles and it's the day in day out making small improvements across our processes, better understanding the technology. Uh, refining the workflow, um, more conversations with our clients that are going to, and, and reinforcing constantly that that's going to bring about the change. And and so, Penny, I, I think I think we've hammered home in in my mind anyway the, the the importance of firm leaders taking time to really focus in on what they want and and then and then also and being okay with saying no to certain things. And so, I think on our next episode, we need to talk about. Now we've got to get the team on board. Now we've got to get the clients on board. And we've got to be okay with the fact that some of those clients and some of those team members aren't going to come along for the journey. And so maybe that's what uh, what our episode, uh, what our next episode sounds like. Oh, that's a tough one. But yep, it's kind <laughs> of common. <laughs> Exactly. And, and, and tough conversations. But uh, and so I think that's a, a good episode, uh, which I'm looking forward to. And, and then um, excitingly, uh, a couple of uh, your clients are actually going to come on one of our podcasts, aren't they, Penny? Yeah, they're going to talk about how they started off wanting to be a firm of the future. Uh, and there were two guys together to open up their own firm and how over God, now it's been almost seven or eight years. They have grown and separated as a firm, remained friends, and each of them doing what they like and want to do best. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, that concludes episode number four of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. Make sure you hit up the website, satvc.co, um, and you can get any links to, to downloads or to articles that we've mentioned uh, on today's podcast. Um, hit us up on LinkedIn, follow us on Twitter, uh, do all of that really good stuff. If you have any questions, shoot them along to us, uh, and we'll be delighted to start each episode with the questions that have come in. Um, Penny? Look forward to our next podcast. And until then, uh, we will we'll talk soon. All right. Have a good one, Damien. Bye-bye.